It's time to stop the property search and crack the deal. I'm Luke Moroney. And I'm Mark Naven. And we're the team from Search Party Property. We see a lot of people get education, attend seminars, and never buy an investment property. We would like to help you on how do we invest in property like the pros and stop the search and crack the deal. The podcast is for information purposes only. Make sure you seek your own independent advice from your solicitor, accountant, or financial planner. Hi guys, Mark here from Search Party Property with Luke from Search Party Property and Sean from Mark Wilson Design and Build there. So we're standing out the front of one of the granny flats that Sean has built for um, one of his clients here. And Sean, just tell us a little bit about how you got into building granny flats. Uh, an idea. Yeah, so we uh, bought a property that was, uh, let's just say, uh, not up to code. And uh, we had no idea at the time, but uh, the person that we bought it off was renting it out illegally. Uh, we purchased it, uh, probably like a lot of investors, uh, thinking that everything was up to scratch. Um, as builders, uh, you know, it was something that uh, we were looking at and thinking, huh, I wonder how this got approved. <laughs> I wonder how the tenants are living in here. And then, and then, you know, one tenant complained about the other, council got involved, yep. had a look at it and said, you know, look, this isn't up to scratch. This doesn't comply with our planning uh, codes. And, and so we ended up in the uh, council uh, boardroom. It was actually my dad ended up there and yep. having a chat to some of the town planners. They had the voice recorder there. and. And uh, you know what are you doing here? And <laughs> yeah, sort of it was a little bit of a grilling, bit of a wrap over the knuckles. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, then they turned around and said, "Look, if you want to make it compliant, this is just what you do. You just you know, right, turn, make it a, a granny flat and okay. rent it out separately." Yeah. Okay. And so that sort of sprung the idea of maybe helping out other people doing this similar sort of thing. I yeah, guess. yeah. Well, at the time, our bread and butter was you know custom homes and uh, and you know luxury extensions or renovations, I guess you could say. So yeah. I sort of cut my teeth on doing uh, stuff out at Mount Gravatt, sort of Holland Park and all that sort of area, just, you know, nice lift up, build under sort of stuff. Yeah. But that started sort of falling away as the GFC sort of started hitting and people started losing their cushy jobs. And, <laughs> and so the investors started coming in, looking for the bargains. Looking and, for that uh, sort of dual op- sort of yeah, yeah. opportunity, I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, Logan was awesome at the yeah. time. We were buying, um, Places that were 900 square meters for 240. You know, I remember those days, like, <laughs> like 2009 or, or so, 2010. Well, we've actually known each other quite a long time. For a long time, yeah, well, probably yeah. about eight eight years or so. Yeah, yeah, long fair, time. Fair while. Yeah, so yeah. We, we go back a little bit. And, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I actually remember the house that you're, you're talking about. The, uh, <laughs> yeah, we're, we're still um, got it. You still got it. <laughs> yeah. So, Sean, what, what's the environment look like today for investors coming into the market? Um, still very positive, I would say. Um, I mean, it's it's more mainstream. Uh, so back uh, when we were doing it, the planning scheme, uh, the granny flats weren't as you know, they weren't as obvious. Mm. I guess you can say it. It was a little bit sort of more. Um, you had to read into the planning scheme, and you had to sort of know what you were talking about. Mm. And if you're an investor um, who didn't really have a clue, uh, then it was very worrying. So that's why you know you've been really heavily engaging buyers agents. And, yeah. Um, and but today? these days, um, you need the buyers agents again, <laughs> but to find the deals. Yeah. So yeah, um, there are deals to be had definitely, yeah. um, but there are a lot of pitfalls that you can fall into when it comes to 
buying yeah. a property. So, so I mean, yeah. we've obviously um, worked quite a bit in, in the past together. Yeah, exactly. Um, yep. And so I've got a fairly good idea of what um, is a good suitable block for a green flat. But from your sort of opinion, because my opinions come a lot from what <laughs> yeah yeah sure, what, what yeah. you what you sort of say a lot what, of training a lot of training from you that's <laughs> right yeah so what's the sort of ideal sort of block what, what are we what are we looking for for what's what's the ideal sort of setup you know and for what's, me, what's yeah. maybe um, things to avoid when looking for certain blocks as well so if I'm looking for a block I'm um, I'm looking generally for something that's got side access I want yeah. about three and a half meters to four meters yeah. um, if I can get four meters that's great because that means I can potentially subdivide later on down the line without mm. cutting anything off yeah. there are some magic numbers when it comes to development and yeah. building there are some really key magic numbers one of the magic numbers is a thousand square meters yeah. if you can get a block that's a thousand square meters 999.9 does not cut it okay it needs to be a thousand because then you can and build is that is that only for certain councils though like or... that's for logan yeah. yeah yeah that's for logan so yeah. a lot of the stuff will be like uh more for logan yeah um but generally speaking if you buy a place in ipswich that's like 1200 square meters yeah then that's going to be good because you can build a granny flat on the back but then subdivide later on because their um, yep. residential lots are a certain size, same with Logan. Um, but mainly site access, I want to make sure that the uh, existing house is located as much towards the front of the property as possible. So from the front boundary, essentially if you stand on the front boundary, look down, yep. you see everyone's letterboxes, yep. measure back six metres, hopefully that's where the house is sitting. Yep. If the house is any further back or so if it's in the middle of the block. Separation between yeah, it's a, it's a pain then. Yep. Yeah. And, and look, I guess the, the, the thing with um, having that good setup really comes back to being able to rent those properties easily um, because I've seen some in the past where people have really jammed the two granny flats together. Generally not what we've done. Not, not, no, not what <laughs> yeah, Sean has yeah, done, yeah. but I have there seen... There are a few cowboys. Yeah, there's a few cowboys out there, and so you've got to be yeah. aware of that. But um, and, and look, they're, they're really difficult to rent at the end of the day because no one really wants to live right on top of each other's doorstep. You know, you still got to have good separation with the yards. You've got to have access yeah. up the side, which is why you're saying about Absolutely. side access. Because yeah, it, yeah. it's not a requirement to actually have vehicle side access, is it? You can just no. have pedestrian side no, access. No, that's right, yeah. But here in Queensland, at least, it's still not a very attractive thing. Um, people want that their own yard, their own access to their to the granny flat or home as you can yeah. see behind us it it really does look like a, a house not just a demountable mm. building that's plonked on on the back of the property which um i know that some some of them out there like the cowboys that we're talking about some of them they look like a demountable building at the back and yeah it might be cheaper but i think from experience that i've had um the the quality of tenant that you get is more a transient tenant and they treat it like temporary accommodation Oh, for sure. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And then, and then, of course, there's the issue of, you know, long term. You know, what are my maintenance costs going to be? Absolutely. Um, and then, what if I wanted to potentially? What if the laws changed and I could suddenly subdivide this? Yeah. And then maybe I wanted to subdivide it and then sell off the back. And, and then I'm that's, selling. That's it to happened for, to live for some for some people. For a lot of my clients, yeah. Where they they've started of off building a granny flat, mm. and then it's going, okay, well I can actually subdivide it now, yeah. and that's what happens. Absolutely, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So you want something that's gonna, gonna be there for the long term. Yeah. And uh, you know, you wanna use a qualified QBCC license builder. Absolutely. Um, yeah, definitely. Fantastic. Know, know, some, know some good people like that, so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Fantastic, oh, well, uh, thanks very much, Sean, for coming along, and uh, giving us a little bit of insight in terms of granny flat building and what are the requirements to get started as well. So yeah, fantastic. thank you. Thanks, Sean. No worries. Cheers. Cheers, guys.